0: You are listening to the Torah Sparks podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to Torah Sparks with Ori. Um, I'm really excited that you're here back again uh, for more action. We're powered by TYA, Torah Youth Association of Baltimore. Um, We really appreciate it. They're doing amazing work for Klaistrel, for the Tibor, for our Jewish children, and thank you so much, TYA. So without further ado, I just wanted to start by just having a moment of silence and you're maybe wondering what that moment of silence is for, and I'm going to explain it to you. You see, in the Baltimore community, you know, we have a store. It's called Seven Mile Market. And, you know, people have different thoughts and reasonings. Why is it called Seven Mile Market? And, you know, the reason is because it takes about seven miles to get, you know, from one end of the store to the other. You know, when you're trying to, once you're finished to getting your flour to, to to the baked goods section, to the cash register, it, it takes us seven miles to get around. It, it's is known as the largest kosher Jewish, uh, kosher Jewish, that's like synonymous, but it is actually the, Biggest kosher grocery store in America, and I, I'm only kidding. It's not actually it doesn't actually take seven miles to get around, but it is large. It's called Seven Mile Market because it used to be on a street called Seven Mile Lane. But anyway, so the moment of silence that I just had was because last week they made an executive decision to change their bags, and they had an iconic blue, um, you know, blue grocery bag that people would live in. Maybe uh, they wouldn't die for it, but people would live for these stuff. They would take them home. You know how it works at a grocery store, they put it in bags and bags and bags. You put they put eggs in like five bags. You know, you, you just get a lot of excess extra bags. And what do you do them with them once you're at home? There's just so many things you can do. You know, people use them as garbage bins in their kitchen in their bathroom, you know, to put diapers in it. You you could put it as a, you know, a placemat. You could there's so much you could do with these blue uh, iconic 7-mile bags. And and last week they made the executive decision they're they're just that was it. It was the end of them. And, and that change is hard, and that change is difficult. And it's something that, you know, the Baltimore community is reeling, and, and, and we're, we're just rocked over here. They have these newer, whiter, sturdier bags. And, you know, it's probably the biggest chok since the Paraduma, Duma. And because of this, we decided to bring in Moshe Bohm, the vice president of Seven Mile Market, and ask him a few questions. Check it out. Moshe, I appreciate you being on here today, um, you know, with, with Torres Sparks here. Thanks for coming on. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit, you know, to our curious listeners, you know, what, what your role is at 7 Mile and um, what you have to say about this change uh, that, you know, the, the, the Baltimore community is talking about with the change from the blue bags to the white bags.
1: Well, for... To- some people, it was, you know, a change of a lifetime because for some children who are 9 or 10 years old, their entire life has revolved around blue bags, whether using the garbage can for diapers or school lunches. So talk about change. This was a life-changing event for some of them.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, it is. It's funny how you know a simple bag can be life changing. You know, I'm not that old, but I feel like since I, you know, since I was born, like these these have been these bags are iconic. Um, you know, it, but but regarding real change, do you think it's something people should actually be upset about? Have you had customers come to you and like are people actually upset or or no?
1: Some customers who. You change the color of the bag, it won't match in the bathroom where I usually keep it in. I'm thinking, like, wow, that's, you know, they've, they've got a real problem there, you know. And other people, they just, they're so set in their ways, any change in life throws them off, which is not a good thing, you know. We, we are hidden and we need to be used to all different types of change. And I would say this is from the least important of them you know, to be worried about. Though we obviously had a reason for the change, but, you know, it should not be the big deal for people.
0: Right. And is there any, is, I don't know if it's top secret, I don't know, is there maybe a reason that you can tell us what, what, what a reason for the change is?
1: Well, you know, that, that's like really, really uh, private business information, but I, but I guess I could share it a little bit um, for anybody who's seen the new bag they are obviously a little bit bigger and stronger and more durable so you know it's not exactly a secret once you see it feel it you understand why we did it you know if i want to get political on you and tell you i'm trying to save the environment so we use one bag now instead of two bags not that we ever felt there was a need to double bag but many customers felt uh, safer with the double bag So, you know, obviously there's a reason we came out with a stronger, better bag.
0: Right, right. But I guess the follow-up question, and then I'll leave you off, the follow-up question on that would be, so fine, make these new bags, make them more sturdier, more environmentally friendly, etc., but keep them the same iconic blue. Why change the color?
1: Good question. So we were actually in touch with uh, one of my friends, Duvi Zicherman, in New York, And he was, you know, very involved in these new bags. And I wanted to stick to the blue bags, as we call them. But uh, he was very much pushing for a change of design, change of verbiage on the bag. And he was pushing very much for the white bag. And we took it around to a lot of people asking different opinions. You know, something so crucial and important, you know, you got to get everyone involved, everyone has an opinion, and there was a couple different designs, and this is the one we ended up with, though I do think it will forever be called by a certain generation, the blue bag. It doesn't matter if it's blue, red, white, green, it will be the blue bag.
0: That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. This was awesome. Moshe Belm, thank you so much for your time and for, you know, giving, giving all of us clarification. And uh, we really appreciate it. And We appreciate Seven Mile for everything they do, of course, as well.
1: Again, I just want to throw in there as an end-off, you know, we appreciate feedback, especially positive feedback. And again, you know, when you talk about change, you know, just everyone needs to remember there's change. And the change, you know, the real change is not the blue bag, whether you'll wear it over your hat on Shabbos, it's whether we're going to shut our cell phones off when we go into school, or be macabre not to talk during diving. that is change. Seven mile changing a bag, that's, you know, that, that's things to laugh about, you know, that, that's not change. But again, thank you for having me on, and thank you for listening.
0: Amazing. Okay, call to have all the best.
1: call And speaking
0: about Seven Mile Market, speaking about this idea of it's difficult to change... Uh, speaking about the Parah Aduma and being a chok, I wanted to tell you an idea from the Noyam Elimelech, the Sefer, who was written by Elimelech from Lezinsk, And he says a fascinating idea. You know, the, the Torah says at the beginning of this week's parsha, Parsha's Chukas, it says, Zos Chukas asher tziva Hashem mm-hmm. lemor, daber al-b'nei parah Aduma Tmima. Yada yada, okay? So this is the decree of the Torah which Hashem has commanded, saying. Now he notices something. What who see? Rev Elimelech notices something interesting. The Possak before said, Hashem al Moshe Vel Aron Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron Lamar, saying, and then it says, Zos Torah. This is the Chok the of the Torah, Asher Tziva Hashem Laymar which Hashem commanded Laymar saying, he notices this redundancy, it's from the Department of Redundancy Department, why does it say Laymar again? We just said that Hashem spoke to them saying, why does it say Laymar again? And he says something that is absolutely amazing, he says the following, he says every day has to be a new level, a new Laymar a new expression of one's avodas Hashem. If somebody's the same as he was yesterday and not adding anything, then he's missing out. He's missing out. The whole purpose of and function of our everyday existence is to be somewhat a little bit better than we were yesterday. Every day has to be a new lamar a new expression of our Avodah Hashem. And he takes this idea even further with this theme of the Paraduma. We know the Paraduma, one of the reasons why it was a chok, it's the quintessential chok is why, because it's something we don't necessarily understand. How does it work? How does the same thing, the same ashes that is is Mitami somebody that it's Mittay or somebody else? What does that even mean? So he says, Aldera jerush homiletically, from a perspective of one service of Hashem, he says the following insanely beautiful idea, he says like this, that when when we serve Hashem, again, it's this idea of every day is lamer, a new expression of a mayavotus Hashem different than it was yesterday. Finding a new way to serve him, how can I be a little bit better? You know, a, a good example of this is, you know, an escalator, okay? Imagine walking up an uh, uh, escalator, okay? But the escalator is not going up. The escalator is going down. You're trying to, and you're trying to get up. So if you just walk one foot at a time, you're never going to get anywhere. Why? Because it's simple. If the escalator is going down, you're trying to go up, but you're, it's going, it, it's, it's canceling each other out. The way you have to go up the L escalator that's going, the escalator that's going down is by taking two steps at a time, being a little bit more proactive, jumping the gun a little bit, going a, a little bit extra, a little bit lift new in, finding something new, something exciting. The lemur, that expression of, okay, how am I going to take this a step further and not just be the same as I was yesterday? That's 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 the idea over here. And and he explains, there's actually a pasuk in Eov. A pasuk in Eov in, in yud Dalid says, Who can produce purity from impurity? No one. And he explains that this is actually talking about the Paraduma again, al Derech drash. And he explains that, you know, when when you are Mitame the Tahar, when someone has this idea that I am Tame, when someone says, oh my gosh, I could be better, I'm not good enough, there's more for me to do and more for me to accomplish boom, that person becomes Tahar. But somebody who's Mitame, and meaning he's really not so good, and he says, I'm Tahar, I'm perfect, I'm Tahar, I'm good exactly where I am, I don't need to improve, I don't need to, you know, I'm, I'm fine where I am, that person truthfully is Tahar. And this one of this this is one of the ideas that we learn from the Paraduma. If we have an attitude of, oh my gosh, I'm Tahar, I, I need to be better, I, I could be better, there's more for me to do, more for me to accomplish today, than Tahar, then you really are Tahar. It's a fascinating idea. You know, just to illustrate with a story that actually happened this past week in San Francisco in a drugstore, I believe it was a Walgreens, there was an African American individual who literally was seen on video. It, the crazy part was that there was a security personnel standing there watching this. And it was on video of an African American guy stealing just loads of stuff from the store. He's putting it all in a, in a bag. He went on his bike and left. Like, can you imagine this guy, let's say, I don't know how old he was, 25, 30 years old. He never grew up, right? He, he was always he's always on the same level of of immaturity as he was when he was an infant taking you know his sister's uh you know snack and taking his his brother's a snack from his plate or his friend's toy he didn't grow up he's always been in the same place and and going back to the normalla he says the Pasuk of mi tahar mi tame. who can produce purity from impurity you know somebody who can do that is lo echad, somebody who's not on the same level who can produce purity from impurity somebody who's able to be in a state of i'm tome in the sense of i can do more I can accomplish more I can grow more that person really is tahar and lo echad, he's not going to be on one level level his entire life. He's not going to be the same immature, you know, one-year-old as he was and have that same mentality. He's going to be growing. He's not going to be lo echad. He's not going to be on that same level. And this is actually a positive thing. You know, me tin tar, mitame lo echad is bigimatri, has numerical value of 864, which is the exact same as ifdu es Hashem besimcha, serving Hashem with joy. And part of serving Hashem with joy is realizing that every day I have something new to offer. Every day is a different lamar, a different expression of something that I can bring to the table, and nobody has something that they cannot bring to the table. There is absolutely no one in existence who cannot bring something good each and every day to this world. Wishing everyone an awesome and holy week. See you next time.